0: Take a Ride Podcast. I'm your host here, Starks. You can find me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram, one closing hero. I'll be running the ball up the court ISO this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world. This episode is going to be a relatively short episode. I will touch up on recent news and some of the games that are going on. If we have time at the end of the podcast, I'll touch up on a Dynasty player, uh, someone along the long lines of Stephen Curry, and actually it only makes sense to kind of just dive into it. Right now in the recent news. So with that being said, I'm ready to take people on for a ride. So Stephen Curry, he is actually uh, going through five on, oh, basically five on zero work um, on the court. So in that sense, he's starting to ramp up uh, his situation with his uh, left hand. And I know there's been kind of, you know, with this fractured hand that he's had, you know, there's been sayings that he potentially may not come back on the court for this year. And I can almost see that because it's like, what is Golden State playing for? But this year, you can maybe see him coming back around the end of the, you know, down the stretch for the playoffs in your fantasy league. And if you held him this long in a redraft in uh, points league, then it makes sense too because it's just the guy that he is. And I'm sure if you have an IL spot, I hope you do. He was been in your IL spot. Dynasty format, you would, you would never drop him. It makes sense. If... I'll say this: If you're in a position right now to kind of segue in, you know, in a situation that you need to try to win now for the redraft or points leagues, you may want to try to trade him. And what I mean by that is, if that's only if you're in the bottom of the rankings, try to reach out to a GM if you're desperate and you're like borderline, like middle of the pack, and you know your team is not strong enough. Try to maybe flip Curry and get to. Top fifty players back in return, and that might not be an easy thing to do. But for those that are in the top of the rankings, they might take the risk to have Curry. The issue with Curry, well, the it's like a two, I guess it's like a two edged sword. Or you can flip the coin, and what I mean by that is Curry might miss some games down the stretch in the you know the fantasy playoffs. They have a couple of back to back games, uh, you know, during the weeks of week twenty two and twenty three in the fantasy playoffs, so that is something you want to be monitored of, and again, if you're in the top of your rankings, maybe you should take the risk and try to buy him, because he is a, he's a, he's a, he's a player that can, you know, anchor you a championship when it counts, obviously, in the playoffs, because right now, what a lot of people do, and, you know, beginners, in a sense, in redraft formats, it's like around the time the all-star break is coming and then you have individuals that like, you know, they might be at the bottom of the rankings and you take advantage of them because some people in, in the redraft and points leagues, they start, not saying they give up, but they don't care as much. Life gets in the way, right? We get it, but I, I always do, I, I recommend for those that are consistent to, to stick around in leagues And really put the effort in Regardless if you're at the bottom That's even if you're in the bottom of the dynasty formats Because some people will tank their way They put their tank tops on And just really mail it in for next year It makes sense and it's almost a tank But I think you if you do that in a dynasty format You need to think a little bit more methodical on it To try to start making moves now And making trades But anyways To get off that soapbox rant I will have more of a clutch shot a little bit towards the end of the podcast on Steph Curry. It makes sense in a dynasty format. But let's go ahead and move forward with some more. As soon as I got on this podcast, it only made sense to talk about this because I'm recording while obviously games are going on. And Damian Lillard it doesn't look good. Doesn't look good at all. Uh, well, wouldn't say it's that bad, but he suffered a right groin strain. And he'll have an MRI tomorrow. So hopefully it's nothing worse than, you know, what... Let's just hopefully he's not going to be out a very long time. Now, it's already been mentioned that he's not going to play in the All-Star Weekend. I think he also mentioned he'd like to see Devin Booker take his spot. So that would be good for Devin Booker. And let's see, hold on, I got another report. Okay, so there was another report that Lillard didn't hear a pop when he injured his groin. So, oof, that's a good sign, right? But just like I said, just just envision him to miss some time moving forward. All right, so load management on Kevin Love for Wednesday, of course. And then here's another injury that kind of freaked people out is Carl Anthony Towns, his left wrist. He... Um, Had an MRI yesterday, and it'll be reevaluated after the break or after the you know All Star break. So hopefully, hopefully things are going to be okay for him. So who is going to pick up the immediate value? As we mentioned, Nas Reed would be become actually a hot pickup Um, in your leagues if he's available. You go ahead and and pick him up. James Johnson did start tonight. So what did he actually do? We'll, We'll get to. I'll get to some of those games. Because, like I said, we'll just touch up on some games. So we'll look into that. Uh, Brandon Ingram is questionable for Thursday. Rozier was out this game. We figured this left knee shouldn't be something that's going to hold him out too long. But, you know, we'll move forward on that. Uh, Who else we got? Was there other injuries that was on slate here? No, I think that's that's it. We can just kind of jump into the games. And I I will jump into also listener questions as they come, because I get typically questions throughout the podcast that I'll start bringing on as I'm getting them. But anyways, touching up on some of these games, Indiana beats Milwaukee. I'm not going to touch up on every game, but I think some of the games that will be pretty potentially relevant to talk about, which is Indiana 118 and 111 against Milwaukee. Uh, Unfortunately, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he didn't play this game. So Milwaukee did lose by seven. Bledsoe eh, had a decent game. Chris Middleton shot inefficient this game. Dante DiVizancho, it's good to see him. It looks like, real quick, looks like Dwight Howard starts the second half ahead of JaVale McGee Wednesday. That's interesting. Um, but Dante DiVizancho did well off the bench, scoring 19 points, eight rebounds. He If he was dropped in the shallow league, I mean, I think he's... He's worth, maybe he's not worth to have on your team, but if if you're in a deep, shallow, well, that doesn't make sense, a deep 10, 12-man league, He, I think he, he's worth uh, holding on your team or at least picking him up for the temporary solution as uh, Giannis is out, but I'm sure it's not going to be too long. Indiana side, Oladipo's minutes is starting to tick up. He didn't give you any steals or blocks. You know, you always look for some uh, some solid steals from Victor Oladipo. But, you know, we got to be kind to him because he's coming back from the ruptured injury, uh, ruptured quad injury. Shot efficient, only took seven shots, but that's all right. Just, you know, just trying to fit in. They're still trying to mesh well with one another. Malcolm in the middle. Brogdon had a solid game. Inefficient, but 17 points and 13 assists with other stats. I'll leave it there. TJ Warren, G man. Talk about efficiency. He made 16 out of 19 19 shots. Uh, What a way to boost your field goal percentage for the week. And this is one of the guys I called to be a sleeper this year. He has been really smashing the ADP value right now. I have to check to see what he's doing. But I had him pegged as like a top 75 player. And I know he's doing a little bit better than that right now. So that's good to see. Miles Turner had a a decent double-double game with two blocks. Sabonis. Uh, Shot inefficient, but that's okay. Jeremy Lamb did all right off the bench. We'll go ahead and go to the game that I guess only matters because it's time to get the bonfire out. It's time to get the marshmallows out. It's time to get these terrible jokes out. But Christian Wood, it's time to bring the wood out. If you guys didn't know, now you know Christian Wood is pretty good. 26 points, 12 rebounds, two blocks in 38 minutes. Very efficient Oh, man, if you picked him up, you're feeling great. You're feeling great. You're feeling Tony the Tiger great. But is this a sell-high moment? It could be. It definitely could be. But I think I – would you – actually, would you sell – you potentially could sell him high, just to keep that in mind. And I know that's probably, like, hard for the listeners to take that in. Like, no, Starks is really good. Yeah, he's really good. But I'm just still thinking maybe you might be able to get a nice – sell high player and honestly you might be able to get a top forty player better. And you're like, is that possible? Yeah. Oh yeah. In the shallow league. Yeah, it definitely is. You just never know. But anyways, let's go ahead and move forward. Reggie. Or not Reggie. Bruce Brown didn't have he had a weird game. Ten rebounds and two points and two assists. Uh Regime, I like to call him Reggie Jackson, inefficient. This looks like a real Reggie Jackson line. Uh Tony Snell had a pretty good game. Don maker, you know I'm gonna have to give him a little bit of respect. He's getting the starter starting minutes, eighteen points. Uh I'll leave this aside. But other than that, let me say this. Suke dumbuya ugh, coming off the bench, he's not giving he's not doing enough right now. So he's droppable and in leagues that, you know, people were aggressive to add them. In a dynasty format, no, you're going to hold them still. Looking on our Orlando side, Markel Fultz had a better game. Wow. 22 points and 10 assists in 39 minutes. One of his better games, I might add. And then Aaron Gordon has been picking it up lately. Close to a triple-double with 42 minutes, 25-9-9. Um, obviously, some back-end stats there. Evan Fournier is a points league guy. Vooch, Voochamuch. Vucevic, or it could be Vooch. I I don't know, but anyways, he had a pretty good game too. Other than the inefficiency, inefficiency, um, Cleveland, Cleveland rocks, right? Cleveland beats Atlanta one twenty seven to one hundred eight. Dwayne Dedman got the start. Ooh, yes, I I love it. I, if you like cheap bigs, get, pick him up while this he's got an expiration date, ladies and gentlemen. Now. Although he only had 17 minutes, which you definitely like in a category league, he got you three steals in three blocks. We know Trey Young did well. Uh, Hunter did not too bad. John Collins, he only had four rebounds. Just imagine when Clint Capella comes back or and he actually plays. Just imagine what his rebounds is going to look like if this was an uh, unfortunate sighting uh jeff teague this is a putrid game unfortunately 10 minutes and i wish lt was on this episode because i would give him a hard time you thought you know jeff teague was just going to be a a man amongst boys coming off the bench it didn't seem like that to me because it doesn't make sense but uh, hey you know anything can change it's just a bad game uh cam reddish did well off the bench Uh, You got it. You got to host him or or roster him in the dynasty form. And I think he has some some decent upside. Now, going to Cleveland side drumming, he wasn't drumming up the band or anything because he only had 22 minutes this game. He wasn't in foul trouble. I just he probably just wasn't needed anymore at this point in time. Right. Larry Nance did well uh, as a starter. Darius Garland, like to call him Garlic Jr. The second. Yeah, he's a better he's going to have better days. And Sexton's been, you know, he's, he did well this game too. Kevin Porter Jr., I'm always going to talk about this guy because I just I just like his potential. And I think he could be good in Cleveland. you know, I don't think, okay, so just say Kevin Love, if he misses, like, because obviously he missed this game because of load management. And, you know, Cleveland, what are they playing for? He's going to get some strong minutes. And he did this game with 32 minutes. Uh, there's some talent there. Seti. Osman, the Jedi, Osman, yeah, 3-6-2, he shot one for 10. I actually thought this guy was going to be pretty good a few years ago. Doesn't seem like it's formulating, unfortunately, so, but anyways, getting off of this game, Brooklyn beat Toronto, I'm not going to jump into that game too much. Uh, Abaka, man, he's, I don't know, man, he's been looking refreshed out there, 28 points, nine rebounds. Five snipes, what in the world? My goodness, Fred Flintstone Van Vleet had a good game, other than the inefficiency. Terrence Davis, if you haven't dropped him in a shallow league, you need to go ahead and do it because to have some games, you just wait until someone gets hurt in Toronto, then that's what you're going to pick him up. But you know, that's what the situation is. Brooklyn, uh, Dinwiddie had a solid game. Jared Allen, man, he started, he's I know for those that is just be getting frustrated with uh, Jared Allen this is what you got to expect with DeAndre Jordan it's that game you're playing if I didn't mention LaVert he's pretty good too uh he had a he had a good game Washington let's go ahead and Washington side after Ru- Rui Hachimura had a good game this game he just he fell back down in the tank uh maybe No, in a bad way I guess Mahimi got the start 9 points 10 rebounds Mahimi might be a a person to add right now for the temp for the temp job. Bradley Beal had a good game, you know that. Troy Brown, Dave Davis, Bertans continues to do good. You remember how everybody was jumping on uh, Gary Payton a second? Yeah, that's that's all I got to say. So Shabazz Napier got some time off the bench. I think v- v- Wagner. I think he got a um. What happened to? I think he might have. Got not expelled. I was about to say he might have got expelled. I think he got uh, ejected this game. So hopefully, you know, I'd like to see what, what happened. I didn't see the replay on that. Looking on New York side, Mitch Robinson. Guess what? He's still coming off the bench. For you know why? Because it's the Knicks. I don't know why. I couldn't tell you why. Mo Harkless got more minutes than Mitch Robinson, and I think he's a sneaky ad. Uh, For those in deep leagues, if he's available, just because of New York, we, we see what they're doing there. I mean, they're still starting Taj Gibson. I, I have no idea what that is, but I don't want to go on too much of a rant there. But that Alfred Payton line is just straight nasty. 19 points, four rebounds, eight assists, five steals. This guy, man, mm, He he's, I mean, if you want anybody from New York, man, he's the guy. I mean, obviously, Julius Randle. Right, RJ Barrett. We talked. I've talked about him a few episodes. Well, yeah, a few episodes ago in a dynasty format. But anyways, let's go ahead and get into the Charlotte game. I think is I'm gonna like I said get into some of these interesting games. Games. Devonte Graham crackers starting to cook. He's really starting to heat up. Twenty eight points and eight assist. Bismack Biombo had a nice double double. Miles Bridges finally, my guy is starting to pick up and start cooking again. Willie Hernan Gomez in very the deepest of deep formats, you pick him up, but you're going to be accustomed to getting frustrated with the DMP CDs uh, with him. I don't know why the coach decides to do that, but one of my original guys that I just want I want to believe that he's going to drop a forty point game sometime. It's Malik Monk. This man, this guy, I know it's inconsistent. He's so inconsistent. I know he's a big headache, but I I just believe he can still be a, a valuable NBA player. I don't care if he comes off the bench or not. He still gives me the the logic that maybe he could be like a sweet Lou light, right? Or a watered down sweet Lou. But the 25 points, four rebounds, three assists is still in two blocks. Definitely love it. Um Going on the Minnesota side, there was some there were some moments that for those that picked up uh, what's his name Jordan is it Jordan McLaughlin? yeah Jordan McLaughlin hooked on phonics, uh, people you know he played some minutes next to D'Angelo Russell so keep that on watch and for those that picked up Malik Beasley feel good about it man this guy could be a legitimate player uh, a starter in Minnesota <laughs> Minnesota got all these second deer uh sec- second second fi- fiddle guys from from these trades but I don't know. But, anyways, 28.6 rebounds, three assists, a Kogi or a Koji, he did all right. I don't know why they don't want to give Culver more minutes, but, you know, who am I? Uh, for those that picked up Juancho Hernan Gomez, you feel pretty good for the time being. This, the double double game in 37 minutes, D'Angelo Russell did his thing. I don't need to say too much other than that, um, other than he was inefficient. But Naz Reed, in Town's absence, he did get 22 minutes. And he didn't do too bad. You expected him to get more um, you know, stats, but it just unfortunately didn't go that way. Golden State, I'm just gonna jump into Golden State and Phoenix real quick and what, you know, stats pop up to me pop out. My, man, Marquise Chris, my goodness. I am excited anytime well let me just go I'm gonna cause I'm gonna I'm pretty much gonna juice him hard. But Damian Lee, I honestly it's I know before it was like Damian Leader, Marquise Chris. It was so close to me. Um, but I, right now, I'm I'm leaning Chris, man. Uh, <laughs> this guy, 18 points, 12 rebounds, three blocks. That was the only issue with him, with Marquise Chris in his career, is the fouls. And he was out of shape. You know, things is a little bit different now. So hopefully he gets things. Because he's still young. And if you have him in the dynasty format, whatever Golden State does, man... Listen here, I, I'll i say this. Golden State, obviously, they're going to be a completely different-looking team than what they are right now, especially with Wiggins on the team. I don't know what to expect. But what we can take it was Eric Pascal I actually got some Solomon in the suit. What we can take from this game is it's good to see these these, uh, these second fiddles <laughs> do decent because look at how good Golden State could potentially be next year. You get Curry back, Klay Thompson. Andrew Wiggins, I don't I don't know if gosh, is Andrew Wiggins really in their future? I mean, they he's there now, which had a good game. Draymond Green, uh, he did all right. But, you know, this is interesting. But anyways, Phoenix, check Diallo got the start. Meh. Uh, Rubio didn't do too bad. This looked like a real Rubio line. Devin Booker, hopefully he does get into the all star game. And Mikhail Bridges has been doing decent under the radar here re- uh, lately. Utah versus Miami, oh man, listen, I am let me just go ahead and go iso on this real quick. Miami did lose, um uh, but i'm gonna I'm gonna go back to my original guy. I will still stand by, regardless if he doesn't make it in the league. Kendrick Nunn, which continues to start what I am concerned about with all of these inefficiency games <laughs> he's been very inefficient and having a difficult time. I would not be surprised if he starts, he he might get supplanted and be benched after a few more games or even probably after all-star break. I would not be surprised. I hope that he continues to start and I hope that he gets his game back together. They're allowing him to still get a lot of shots so that if there's any glimmer of light, that's good for me to see. I don't care if he continues to struggle, right? As long as he gets the opportunity still, I will believe better days are to come for him. I may be the only person left on the island, on the Kendrick Nunn Island, but I'll go down with the ship. That's just how I am with certain players. It reminds me of, like I said, a few years ago when someone said Miles Turner was a a scrub and actually said, actually prior before that, maybe a few years ago before Dippo got hurt, and actually the year, well, actually when... Dippo went to Indiana. He was called a scrub after he had a a, a terrible season. Wouldn't even say a terrible season, but he didn't have a good season with OKC with Dippo. But to get back on the you know back on planet Earth and what's going on now, uh, I I hold true to certain players and and Kendrick. now I'm going to go down with the ship, if if necessary. But in a in a redraft format, if you're in a 10 and 12 man league, because I was asked that question, actually, you know, do could would I drop him. And someone actually also asked in a couple of players, who would you drop? It makes sense in a 10 man league if you had him and, you, and you've been patient to drop him. Um, since I'm just like the biggest homer, you know, unfortunately, you don't want to carry your fantasy uh, homerism. If that's a word, probably isn't <laughs> it most likely isn't. But you don't want to do that. Uh, but I and sometimes it, it could be to the, the detrimental to taking L's and that. Unfortunately, and, and that'll be me uh, for Kendrick Nunn. But anyways, getting to the point at hand here, uh, Goran Dragic did have more minutes, so you know that is good. Jimmy Butler um, and Tyler Hero didn't play this game too. By the way, Jimmy Butler had a good, pretty good game. Utah, Donovan Mitchell had a better game. I. Want him to play better. He, He's another player that if you paid a high draft pick, and I I really thought that this would be the back uh, bounce back season, and he's still not doing it. So I'm getting, getting frustrated, but this is a good game. Gobert did well. Uh, Joe Ingles, solid. Well, he shot inefficient, but the nine assists definitely sticks out to me. Let's go ahead and jump. Might as well jump into a lot. Of, pretty much did, right? Yeah, might as well just jump into a couple more games then. I might as well. Uh, Sacramento and Dallas. De'Aaron Fox, inefficient. Yeah. Uh, Dallas wins 130 to 111. Nemanja Bielisa continues to start. Harry, Harry, yeah, is it Harry? Yeah, Harry Giles third. He didn't start this game. Came off the bench, but what you like to see is his minutes is starting to creep up a little bit. Buddy Hill continues to come off the bench, but it seems like he's playing better. 22 points and nine assists. Uh, shot inefficient. But, you know, that's okay. Dallas Garlic Jr., the original Tim Hardaway Jr., 19.6 assists. And I know for sure I was the only person to believe that he could be decent this year. I know that for a fact. I'm pretty sure because you are you were if you were to. This is only for those in deep formats. Now, I'll say this. I didn't expect him to start. But I expected him to come off the bench and do decent this year, but I didn't expect this type of production. And he did well with uh, Luca on the on uh, back in the starting lineup cause from the you know the little minor injuries that's taken. Luca obviously he's a man amongst boys. Looks back to where he was uh, MVP caliber uh, for this year, and Porzingis did well uh, did well too. Jalen Brunson did start, but you know Delon Wright. And wow, Seth Curry, the only Curry that matters, supposedly, right? Uh, Had a good game. So I'll just touch up on, I guess, the last game. I'm not going to be able to touch up on Denver and the Lakers game. That's still going on. But the game I'll just go ahead and touch up on since I pretty much went through most of these games is Portland versus Memphis. Memphis won 111 to 104. Looking at Portland's side. This is unfortunate after the Damian Lillard uh you know report came out. Trevor Ariza looks good baby. Carmelo Oh my gosh, Carmelo Anthony what happened? I'll tell you what happened. He's just not I'm sorry listeners. If you're a fan of Carmelo Anthony, I understand, but I'll say he's just not he's just really not that good. He he doesn't look good, man. He <laughs> He looks obviously steps step slower. He's older. We get it. I think he's like 35, maybe 34, 35. But anyways, he shot one for 15. Is he still worth owning on a deep league? Yeah, absolutely, because he's getting all the minutes there. Five points, 15 rebounds is still in the block. That's actually, the 15 rebounds is actually not too bad, right? Whiteside uh, cooled down a little bit this game. He didn't get any blocks. McCollum did all right. Uh, Anferty Simons got more minutes than... Uh, Gary Trent the 2nd or excuse me Gary Trent Jr but that's only probably because he played so well this game uh Simons was on a mission but with uh Lillard out we might expect uh Gary Trent and, and Simons to get some minutes so for those in those uh shallow leagues or not shallow leagues but you know kind of like 12, 14-man leagues, you might want to be on the prowl of looking at those two players and, and seeing if you want to take that risk on them. Obviously, don't d- drop a player of that type of risk, if that makes sense. But John Moran on Memphis had a good game. Uh, Kyle Anderson continues to start. This is not a bad line, but not a good one either. Jaron Jackson, uh, Triple Jack. <laughs> oh, man, LT would have been mad at this line. Dylan Brooks, starting to cool down. He did take 16 shots. Jonas Valanciunas had a good game. Gorgi Porgy Jang, uh, yeah, not too good. DeAnthony Melton, I'm glad to see him do good now. You know, he was one of the guys I remember last shot. I just kept saying if he got minutes or opportunity, he would be a pretty good player. Brandon Clark, we know he's a dynasty darling, and he had a really nice game. 27.6 rebounds, one assist, two steals, and a block. And my goodness, ultra super efficient 12 for 14. He was getting a lot of easy shots, a lot of easy buckets. So that goes that, guys. How far do we get? Alright, cool. Um, I do apologize here that I didn't have an episode for you guys yesterday. It's been a very hectic week. Hopefully, uh, we'll get episodes out to you guys here. What's tomorrow? Thursday. Yeah, hopefully you get another episode or two. And again, be on the lookout for episode 200 because, man, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun one. But like I said, it's going to be a lot of, uh, we're going to obviously, let me give you an idea. Well, I'll save it for the clutch shot because I need to get a little bit on the Dynasty outlook on Curry. On what it looks like for him. So as far as Steph Curry's concerned in, in Golden State, you know, he's getting a little bit older, you know, and as a guard, a lot of times you rely on you know your quickness, uh, your dribbling, and and sometimes as you get older, you know it's a lot of wear and tear in your body. You got a lot of responsibilities, obviously, on the court. The Curry's a little different. Obviously, we know he's a different animal. He's a different beast. I think he's what thirty? I need to pick. I need to get his age real quick. Curry is thirty-one, about to be thirty-two years old. So dynasty formats, he's ranked. He's been a top five player the last. Let's see here. For for sure, the last four seasons, right? But the question is. The, the 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 true question is: so is it time to, is it time to sell him in a dynasty format because he's starting to come back now? Well, no, not necessarily. It's. It goes always, I want everybody to understand, and I'll save that one kind of for episode 200, how to build your team and how to win, right? And actually, I'll just share that now. In 200, I'm just going to, I'm going to show you how to win your league. And you're like, what? I mean, there's, there's several ways. Yeah, there's actually several ways to win your league, but I'm going to show you a way to actually win your league, you're like there's no there's no one cheat code. Essentially, maybe there is, but like I said, just be on the lookout for episode two hundred if you if you really want to know. It's going to be a long one. Um, but no, back to Curry. He's thirty. He's in his thirties. Well, gosh, thirty two, right? Yeah, I think he's thirty two. I just had his age up. No, anyways, he's an older player, but it's still young in basketball. I mean, a good. Obviously he's he's at his ceiling. He's not going to get better. He should not get better. But last year when he was he was averaging 5 three-pointers a game last season. That's outrageous. It's just crazy. Outrageous. This year in 4 games before he got hurt, he was shooting 40%. That doesn't mean anything. It's just a small sample size. He had to take on more of a responsibility because what who else was there the first four games who else was with him right Katie's not there clay thompson's not there who was it just him and draymond at the moment but anyways let's let's get to the point in a dynasty format the five three-pointers that he was averaging last year was just something outrageous he did that back in 2015 and i just don't he's a player that you if you're in a build if you're in a right now will win now situation for the next two to two years, I think you got to hold on to him and just hope for the best. I wouldn't sell them now if if someone is going to break their back for him and another team that's established to win now to go after him, yeah, then maybe think about and consider moving him, but I would just challenge you to see say who are you gonna get back in return now again, as I mentioned, them points league. You know, how I stand from the beginning of the episode of am I going to hold him or if I'm going to um, trade him away. It just goes by if your team is desperate or if you're in a win now situation, then you feel all right. But anyways, what does this future outlook look like in a dynasty format? Well, let's put it in this perspective. Wiggins is there. Okay. We got Draymond Green there. Clay Thompson is there. It almost seems like Golden State are going to probably get somebody else in the offseason. I could be wrong. I definitely could be wrong. But I know, I know LT kind of just gave them the shade like, who's Golden State? They're not going to be favored next year. They, they're not strong enough. Well, whether or not, they're, if they're not favored, excuse me, they're probably not going to be favored next year. I get it. But they're going to be a really strong team if they're all healthy next season. And I'm actually, you know, as much as I'm not a Golden State fan, I'm actually really interested to see how they are and how they look next year. Because the team that they can potentially be with Stephen Curry now, with all these these second fiddle players that we're seeing, like Marquise Chris, Eric Pascal, the pool shark, Jordan Poole. um, Who else am I missing? I know I'm missing someone else. Hold on, I got to look. Yeah, Damian Lee. Jordan Poole, Marquise Chris, Eric Pascal, even Kai Bowman, although he didn't do nothing in this game. And then the, I just like to call this guy, and I'm, it's hooked on Fonix guys, but uh, some logic, you know, uh, I'll just call him Sargic. Nah, terrible. I'm not going to even try it. But it's just these players that they have that I like to see how they they work, you know, together in particular. But when you have snipers like that, I think it still deems. The, the upside of the younger guys that are going to be hungry on that team. And they, you know, <sighs> Golden State will always be one of those teams that know how to, it seems like they're a step ahead of everybody still. But the thing is, nobody's thinking of that now because we we could be prisoners of the moment and we're looking at Golden State now and like laughing. or But the question is, should we laugh? Because next year, They might, like I said, they maybe look like frowned upon or just look down on after this NBA playoffs, especially how they lost, you know, this past year in the the championship. But I don't I don't think we need to I don't think we should be counting them out next year. But that's just something to keep in mind. But as far as his dynasty outlook, you can consider him as a top seven player or better the next few years, two to three years still potentially even a top five player. I wouldn't be surprised with all of that. Those guys there and for him to be at this age to do that the next 2 to 3 years that's that's gold man and that high three point you know i understand you know how you know i mentioned you know steals in a nine cat category league is one of those things that like if you don't have a steal like it, i put so much premium on steals cuz three pointers everybody's making three pointers no, 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 no. That it's different with Curry. Curry is a legitimate cheat code, because of that high volume of three point pointers he makes, he's like three times the regular guy, and that's just incredible. You know, that's, you know, I could juice that orange even more. And I'm, I'm just, I hope that he'll play some games this season. But again, I am concerned and I am scared that anybody that owns them for this redraft and points league this year, I do not know how to take it. And what I mean by that, I don't know how to take it. I don't know how to take it because I don't know if he's going to miss games. We see what's going on in the NBA. Load, load management is a real thing. And that's where we're at. Um, but yeah, that's that's the dynasty outlook for uh, Steph Curry. And last thing I'll say on top of that is, what if Curry... It, it what if Draymond leaves? Or what if Curry? Well, we can I'm gonna, we're gonna assume Curry stays in Gold State his career. But what if Clay leaves? What what if any of those those original guys leave there? So that's just something else to look at. But I think we can expect Curry to be the legend only there. And you're probably like, what does that mean, legend only there? The person of Curry, his stature, it seems like he's going to potentially be on the same team for most of his career or maybe his whole career. All right. So guys, let me go ahead and get to the clutch shot. The clutch shot would be um I, I had it, but guess I didn't. But no, I guess I'm just gonna uh elaborate a little bit on episode two hundred. Uh just look out for it. We're going to give the first hour of the, you know, the normal content, the recent news and stuff of that nation. We'll touch up on dynasty format. But uh, I think, like I said, maybe the last hour is going to be a lot of uh, <laughs> hoorah and some you know, entertainment. But at the same time, there is going to be a moment that I will share the ultimate cheat code to help you guys win your leagues. And I think you guys should stay tuned for that because it's something it's, it's mentioned in the industry. It's done in certain leagues, um, but it, nobody talks about it much. And it's because, you know, why it's not talked about a lot? Because people want that edge and people want to win their league. Have I used it? I've I've I've, uh, I've tapped into it. I haven't used it the last few years, though. I'll say this. If you use this technique and you're desperate, if you really want to win, and it's not cheating, you know, people think. Uh, so so uh, let me just go. Yeah, I can go on the ISO rant on this clutch shot. So there is, if you heard from the podcast when I first created this, uh, this year, well, not this year, I'm sorry, uh, late last year, I've been known for closing deals and trades to negotiate trades. That has been a, a humble, I'm humbled, but a talent that I've got recognition from when it comes to trades and trades that has been done. It's come to a point where people have got very upset and when they've got upset, they thought it was borderline like, hey, you're like, you're either cheating or you're taking advantage of somebody. So let me give you an example of this and I'm probably going to talk about this a little bit on episode 200. In tr- when it comes to trades, I haven't done license to deal, so let me go ahead and break this down to you as well as the clutch shot. I haven't done license to deal for quite some time. Trades, when they are done... All trades go through, and I continue to see people talk about vetoing trades, or if you don't veto a trade, that's a taco trade, whatever, or a taco league, I shouldn't be in it. Listen, all trades go through unless there is collusion involved. I repeat, all trades go through unless there's collusion involved. You cannot police another person and how they operate their team, okay? Should never be the case. All right. Stuff happens. I'm not saying here. I'm not. I'm also saying like I give up and I give you these players. I'm not talking about that either. You don't do that either. When someone takes someone for a ride, basically, you, you win a trade massively versus the other team or uh, the other opponent or the player you did dealings with. It, it it runs a shockwave through the league. It happens like every single time in certain leagues. I actually haven't traded for quite quite some actually, yeah, it's been a little while since I've traded. I don't invest into it too much no more because it like I said, it just at a point of time it just kind of gets a little irritating because it's like, yo, you guys just think I am this guy that manipulates people or has this uh this power or wand to tell them to say yes, right? But anyways, back to the point. Do not police other gems on how to, to orchestrate business. If they make a mistake, they'll learn from it. And if they don't learn from it, you know, they have to take that L again. But anyways, getting back to the point at hand, I will expand on that also on, on episode 200 to be successful in trades. I, I, I stopped doing that, but I am going to help you guys as the listeners to improving your success rate in trades. Of course, you're going to it's not easy to get deals done. It's not. But what I also was going to say is people get jealous when you complete a trade. You know why they get jealous? Because they didn't do it themselves. And that's why I always ask the question, if you did, the person that got upset at you doing that trade, if you were the person to pull that trade off, how would you feel? Or better yet, would you give the trade back or would you you know, keep that trade because it was better for you? So that's something to keep in mind, right? But anyways, that's that's enough of that I saw rant. Thought I'd give you guys that. You guys are familiar with me by now. Um, I don't I don't hold punches, right? So you guys, make sure you check out newlifefantasy.com. Join the mailing list. Join as a member. Uh, it helps our, con- our brand to continue to grow on our website. Check out our articles from Fantasy Basketball, Fantasy Baseball, Fantasy Football, and our, The Faith. We definitely love to share The Faith on there. If you guys haven't, sub-zero that subscribe button on YouTube, comment below, give us a thumbs up. Also, make sure you hit the bell. It's dinner time on Take A Ride Podcast on YouTube. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the Take A Ride Podcast. Let your fans, fans, let your friends and family know. And yeah, that definitely gets things going for us. You guys, it's been a, it's been a great night. Again, I do apologize that... I didn't have an episode for you. I'll just give you a heads up sometimes uh, because I do have Bible study on Tuesday night. So it might be hard for me to get those out um, later, but just giving you a heads up on that. But with that said, God bless you. Have a good evening, morning, afternoon and take a ride.